are some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration. The crowd was going crazy. There's not much in life that's better than that. All right, what's going on? Next episode of Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys. At long last, uh, my friend Joe Shasky, along with Joe Shasky, it's Mark Willard. Uh, that's it. The season is uh, is over. Uh, we're into the playoffs. Been an interesting start with the new format. Um, but it's offseason time for the San Francisco Giants, which oddly, if you look at the last handful of weeks, this is what we've been waiting for. Yeah. Yeah, we absolutely have. And, you know, it's crazy how during the season I was so frustrated and just so angry with the direction of where everything's going. And then I'm watching the playoffs and I'm saying to myself, you know, maybe they're not that far off. I know there's some really, really, really good teams, but like seeing these three game series and seeing how loaded the Mets were financially and how much money they spent, man, if this if this young crop of players can actually deliver down the line, Oh, I'm feeling optimistic, but that's neither here nor there. Let's get yeah, rolling. Well, they, yeah, they finished at 500, and I agree with you. I don't think I, – I just think there's a lot that can happen in offseason. It's not yes. to say whether they're that close or not. I just think the roster is going to look so different. Yes. It has to. It feels that way. And Farhan Zaidi did his postseason media availability, and a lot of interesting stuff came out yeah. of it. So let's work through a lot of it. One of the things that we heard this year was that potentially Gabe Kapler had lost – the clubhouse and players were not necessarily vibing the same way with him. And it's real easy. 107 wins versus 81. It, it's going to feel that way sometimes. Um, but, you know, you, you look at some of the different things um, that uh, that happened with Gabe Kapler and some people were starting to go A to B on that. Farhan opened up a little bit about the coaching staff and the training staff and had this to say. I still view us as being an organization in, in good standing in the industry. You know, this is still a big market, still a place where people want to play. I think Cap has a really good reputation, you know, among players as being somebody that players want to play for. Our coaching staff continues to have a good reputation as just being really accessible to players and, and helping them get the most out of their ability. So our training staff, Dave Grester and that group, the job that they've done you know, particularly with pitches over the last few years, I think has created a real competitive advantage for us. And again, that's the kind of thing that players talk about. So as we look to add pitching this offseason, I think that'll be a real asset for us. You know, uh, a lot of this really blew up with the Zach Littell situation. And I, I think it allowed people to go see. Did you see that? Like something's wrong there between Gabe and, and the players. Um, look, similar to everything we've talked about with the Warriors in the last week, there, there are things I'm sure that happen behind the scenes in a long season, but I'm, I'm for right now going to buy what Farhan is selling here with regard to it being an organization you, you want to join versus it being an organization you want to get the hell out of. Like that's, that has not been the reputation for a long time. And they do have the track record, as he said, of getting more out of people than they were getting before they arrived. I mean, you know, quite frankly, I expected the bottom to fall out for this team for the entire month of September. I mean, they were completely out of it. And you had a lot of older guys who maybe were frustrated with their lot in life in regards to where they stand with the Giants. That didn't happen. All right. So to me, the fact that there was no mutiny with Buster last year, with Brandon Belt, with Brandon Crawford, with Evan Longoria, I'm actually encouraged in, in a weird way. And then his point about this is a place that people want to come to. Everyone wants to go to a place, yes, to have professional success, 
but also to make a lot of money. Like that's yeah. the other thing. And I look at just a couple of the one-year deals that I thought maybe these could get sideways. Jock Peterson, Gosman a couple years ago, obviously Rodon is essentially a one-year deal. You ask me, are they in better standing around the league after their small stint with the Giants or before? Like, I think the money is going to tell you they're better after coming to the Giants. Well, not only is that the case, but because it seems to happen every year, that's when players and agents go, okay, what's going on there? Exactly. Because it is a pattern that has been established. And you mentioned Rodon, and it is going to be the latest. I know right now we're stuck in the whole, like, man, is he going to stay? What is this going to cost? Uh, Farhan did say, uh, yes, he's going to opt out. He also said they've been in touch and there's mutual interest. So the door is not closed there, although it didn't sound terribly likely. But either way, again, when you get a Gosman and Rodon's like, I want to be the next Gosman. Yeah. And now he does what he does. And there's someone else out there who's like, I want to be the next Rodon. Yeah, no doubt. And and think about Rodon's little path here. The biggest knock was, can he stay healthy the whole year? Well, not only did he stay healthy, it felt like he was getting better. Now, yep. I know they skipped his final start, and that's probably best for all cases. Look at his numbers across the board. <laughs> they're, they're career bests in every category. Strikeouts, strikeouts per nine, innings pitched, ERA. He had success in terms of the win-loss record. Like, if you're looking at this from a standpoint of can I maximize my value and parlay it for, for not just team success, but personal success, check, check. Like yeah. there's no doubt about it. And then I, I just, I think about it also from like an everyday player standpoint. And I look at someone like Jock Peterson, had they trotted Jock out there every single day, his numbers would not have been as good as the way that they picked and choose and used him. He might get a multi-year deal. He might not, but he might get a multi-year deal. And that's because of the way the Giants used him. No, there's no doubt that, that, that the pattern has been join the Giants and your free agent arc uh, goes up. That's, uh, exactly. that's been a pattern now uh, for, for a whole lot of guys. So that's good. Now, the other side to this that Farhan did discuss was the idea of selling players on this organization, but not just now into the future as well. So I think this is an important one here. And I'll tell you why after Mm. I'll tell you why I find this to be a precursor to the kind of deal that Farhan has not signed before. So take a listen to him talking about selling Mm. players on this franchise, really understanding players preferences, selling guys, who we view as targets on the organization and our vision. And once you do that, obviously you move on to the economics. But, you know, with a lot of these high-end free agents, the economic piece, which is obviously a really big part of it, it, the conversations wind up converging in a certain area. And it doesn't always come down to that. It comes down to where a player at the end of the day wants to play. That's sort of the luxury that guys in that bracket of free agency have created for themselves is is being able to choose where to play. So that's going to that's going to be an area where we're really going to focus as as we engage in those pursuits. Okay, so see he's not talking about selling them so much even on the organization. He's not talking about selling them on the finances. He said selling them on our vision. Mm. Now, why would I care about selling you on our vision if you're only going to be here for a year? Yeah. Or if you're only going to be here for a one plus one. Good point. All of the deals he's signed to this point, who cares about the vision? You're just here to rehab your image and go back out on the free agent market again. But what the Giants keep telling you and what I love about this, because they're really painting themselves into a corner, is they're telling all of the fans, 
we intend to actually land some of the big fish this time around. I know people want to say, I'll believe it when I see it, but the Giants, I believe, have to because yeah. they've told you uh, yeah. that they're going to go out and do it. Pair that with Bob Nightingale's report over the weekend that they don't want Judge, they want Judge and Trey Turner. I love that. that. doesn't mean they're going to get it, but it, 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 I th- it's a window into the mindset they're going to use as they go into this offseason. You know, it's really interesting. We're sitting here talking about Farhan, and and there's no question. Money is going to be the massive thing, as in how much you're going to give every single player. But let's just say, hypothetically, the money is somewhat equal. What's the one thing the Giants have in their back pocket? When you look around at all the brainiac front offices that are out there, they've got a connection to the players in Buster Posey. Now you could say, Joe, he's only a figurehead, but when all things are equal, I look at guys, I call them consiglieries, John Lynch, Jerry West, look across sports, Pat Riley. When you have player equity in the league and you've recently retired, I do think those little tiny things matter when you're trying to win in the margins, when we're talking about mega money, I mean, hundreds of millions of dollars. It's the little things that can make a guy kind of even consider you. I mean, it doesn't hurt, and it's not even just a connection to the players because he's a good one and a recent one, but there really aren't many players around the game that sort of have the respect and gravitas of a Buster Posey. And, hell, Joe, I don't care if he's got any of that. Aaron Judge has his jersey on the wall, and that's enough for me to bring Buster into the conversation, and clearly Buster now as a part of the ownership group is going to do that. So, listen. The bottom line is this, for, 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 for us and for all of you, the fans, the Giants have set the expectation. Yeah, They have set the expectation for this offseason, and that is huge. The ceiling is high. The money will be high. The expectations are high. Now, now they got to go get some wins. Yeah. Too many second-place finishes before now. There's no doubt. I mean, they've got to land a couple of marquee players here in this free agency. But but Mark, I, I want to stress this. It's not just going to be a couple of saviors in free agency. I just watched the Mets spend buco bucks and bow yep. out in the first round. They are going to need a collection of the young guys to supplement with the veterans that are already here. Some of the younger guys that are already here and whoever you bring in in free agency. This is a, to me, and I, and I heard it from far on. It's a multi pronged effort, but it does start with throwing a boatload of money at a couple of the top dogs. You know, let's say even, you know, let's get crazy and an Aaron Judge or a Trey Turner does come. That that doesn't that doesn't get you first place no. in, in the division. No, that, that farm system is going to have to start spitting some things out. Exactly. Uh, that, that bullpen is going to have to be much more locked down next year. It's going to, as they've always said, have to be a combination of the young homegrown mm-hmm. starting to really have a presence on the roster combined with big fish and then combined with what they've always done well, which is plug and play on the margins in the holes that they have. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And let's just say hypothetically, they don't land judge, but they do get Trey Turner and someone else. Now you've taken a big chess piece from your division rival and you could say it's not a big deal. I think it's a huge deal. I I think if you could land someone like Trey Turner and keep the Dodgers from getting him, uh, that to me would be massive. Well, I, I agree with you, and that is a perfect lead into uh, what we want to play for you next. A 